The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yeah. Saturday morning, September the 17th, 2022. Rothenberg with you solo on 98.7 ESPN. So much to do. So much to do. And I'm all ready. I got got all the Giants conversation and the Jets conversation and the Mets with a good win. And and they felt last night like they were going to increase to a two-game lead. And the Yankees, oh, God. Woo. But I I will say this about the Yankees. You lost. It's a a bad loss. You lead 5-0 against Milwaukee and you lose the game. That's bad. But in the grand scheme of things, how bad is it? Uh, You're not going to catch Houston. You're not going to be caught by the team behind you. Right, be it Toronto or Tampa, I think Toronto's now six games behind you, so they're not going to catch you. I can't imagine you're going to see Montas. Let's be fair, by the way, that Frankie Montas trade, that doesn't look so attractive at all right now. But he's not going to be pitching in in a postseason game. I wouldn't think anything of major importance. So, uh, yeah, it stinks, but is it that big a deal? I guess the two things that I would look at from the Yankees game last night and say are frustrating is this misnomer that IKF is some kind of an, an elite defensive shortstop has to stop. Has to stop. That's number one. And number two, I mean, in a, in a one-run game, ninth inning, on the road in Tampa, is Clay Holmes the guy you want on the mound? So those would be the two takeaways. Montas is just, I mean, he's not going to be playing important moments of the postseason. Well, there's so much to do. And then Harvey, my new producer slash board up on the show, just completely lost favor with me moments before the show. So, I mean, this is a, to say good sports weekend would be an understatement, right? Last weekend was great. This weekend is great. You have the Jets and the Giants both at 1 o'clock tomorrow. You have the Mets tonight in, a, in I don't want to say must-win game, but a vital game, Bassett on the mound, right? You have the Yankees playing. You got a full day of college football. You got the NFL and, and this lunatic. Harvey says to me, I mean, Dave, I'm very worried. I said, what's the matter, Harvey? Why are you worried? Today, biggest game of the weekend. Biggest game of the weekend. What's happening? One o'clock today, Dave. I said, what's happening at one o'clock? Harvey, what's happening at one o'clock today? NYCFC against the Red Bulls. And he and he he just he lost me. Like right right there. He absolutely lost me. Now, I'm again, it's soccer fine. It's not my cup of tea typically, although I do like the World Cup. But you're gonna tell me you got a Jets game at one o'clock tomorrow, you got a Giants game and then he starts trying to defend well, if if the Red Bulls win, they they clinch uh, a playoff berth and the, yeah. Okay, that's great. And I'm not going to disparage the soccer. But in comparison to what we have going on here, Harvey, you embarrassed yourself. You, I mean, truly you did. We'll get, we'll get to you in a few minutes. And, and G, Joe Leo on the other side as well. Uh, Joe Leo admittedly was horrendous last week. And he apologizes to everybody. He promises to be better this week. Promises to be better this week. So we have, we have a, a lot to get into. Right? We'll get to the Robert Sala comments and. You know, I'm at the point now with the Jets, and we'll get to the Jets, and we'll do a frenzy and all the good stuff that we typically do, Stump Rothenberg at 1030 as well. Uh, and that is, you know, win, win a game. You know, just, just go out there, and instead of receipts, and instead of any of the talk, and instead of this was worse than an expansion team, and instead of any of the negativity that we have surrounding the Jets, just go win a game. That's it. It's the magic elixir. You go out there. Your offense is bad. I mean, really, really bad against Baltimore. Your defense keeps you in the game and, until it doesn't. And the game ends, and you're 0-1, and you didn't play well, and people are frustrated. And 
And then the Jets say things this week, and, and the, the head coach says things this week. They're like, why, why would you possibly say stuff like that? So we'll get to the Jets. Giants, I mean, what, what, a, I mean, what a great win. Now, it sounds like Ojolari and Thibodeau will both be out tomorrow. Wandell Robinson is going to be out tomorrow. Sounds like Kadarius Toney is a game-time decision tomorrow. So you're going to see a lot more of the Wink Martindale scheme. Because, I, I mean, if I asked you right now, name me five members of the Giants' defense. I don't know that the, the, the average person, like even the average Giants fan, could do that. Like at, at this very moment, Aaron Robinson is going to miss this game tomorrow. He had his, I mean, his appendix taken out earlier in the week. So you need Lawrence and and um, and Leonard Williams, obviously, to play well. Xavier McKinney, who I think is probably the best player on this defense. And you need your linebackers to be uh, decent, right? But again, you're going up against, you know, Dontrell Hilliard out of the backfield last week was really, really good. Dontrell Hilliard out of the backfield last week was really, really good. They go up against a different level of running back this week in Christian McCaffrey. So this, and I think you should be very excited, very excited as a Giants fan, right? I mean, look what look what you look what's happened already. And there was a tweet from Diana Rossini this week where she said, um, "It's one week. I know it's a long season, but there is a completely different feel and a completely different vibe in the locker room at Giants Stadium, and that that's it's thrilling. That honestly, that truly is." Absolutely thrilling. That being said, this is not a pushover game, right? The Giants are two-point favorites, which in essence means on a neutral field, it's probably about a pick which means if this game was being played in Carolina, they're probably three-point favorites. So uh, do I think the Giants can win? Certainly. But this notion and this belief and this mindset of, oh, I mean, the Giants are going to win this game and this is anything, nothing is going to be easy about this. And that doesn't mean if they lose this game, it doesn't mean you should jump ship. It just means that, you know, if there's no reason we can't be 4-0. Hang on. Hang on. Because the, the Giants easily, and again, I'm not trying to throw cold water on this. I'm thrilled with what happened. But the Giants easily could have lost that game last week. I, I, I don't know what Mike Rabel is doing. He's got third and a half a yard, and he has the best short yardage running back in the world. And instead of throwing him in there, he says, you know what? Let's use him as a decoy and run a, a, an end around to the tight end. That'll really catch him. And it didn't, right? And then, I, I mean, again, missed field goal. So they had their opportunities, but the Giants played well, and I thought the Giants played better as the game went on. So we're excited about the Giants. We're anticipating the Jets, and I think there's some excitement around the Jets. I think there should be some excitement around the Jets. Like, the Jets were not all bad last week, but it has to be better this week. And I think your level of opponent is not as good this week as it was last week. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, who's fine, is not Lamar Jackson. Their running game, however, is, is really good. And if you're the Jets, you have to figure out a way not to stop it, because you're not going to stop it. That's unrealistic. But you have to, you have to be able to, to at least slow it down a little bit and make Jacoby Brissett beat you. So we'll do a lot of football talk. Uh, as the morning rolls along, 1-800-919-3776. Of course, 1030, we'll do Stump Rothenberg. 1115, we'll do a, uh, a football frenzy. But I wanted to start, because I, I imagine 
as the show moves along today, we'll probably do more football than baseball. So I want to kind of start with the locals with baseball. And I want to tell you, and I get all the time, you're just a Yankees hater. That's all you are. You hate the Yankees. Well, that's not true. Well, I do hate the Yankees, but I am honest in my assessment and my analysis of the Yankees. And like I started the show, and I want to kind of reiterate, they've done a great job since last. We came on the air, if you remember, last Saturday morning. And the Yankees had a two-game lead in the loss column. Two games. And had two games last Saturday and Sunday against the Tampa Bay Rays. And they went out there, and before, before the first inning was over in each game, the games were, in essence, over. Yankees crushed them on Saturday. Yankees crushed them on Sunday. Went up to Boston, beat them twice. And with Tampa and Toronto, you know, going 3-2 in their five-game set, the Yankees built back up another substantial lead. So is last night's game disappointing? Yeah, but I'll ask you this. Do you, do you, I mean, game one starter, is it Montas? No. Game two starter, is it Montas? No. Game three starter, is it Montas? No. Uh, let's be fair. If there's anything you want to discuss about Frankie Montas, I think the conversation is, why in the world did you acquire this guy? Right? Not he's going to be starting huge games in the postseason. It's how did you identify in your mind that Frankie Montas was going to be a big-time pitcher? In, right? It was do we, Castillo. Well, we don't want to give up everything we have to for Castillo. Fine. I mean, I would have done it. They didn't want to. Fine. I think he makes you a lot better and a lot better immediately. And the Yankees need to win now. The Yankees go to the ALCS and people are livid about it. But they identify that Frankie Montas was, we bring him in and that puts us over the top in some capacity. So for all of the Cashman, you know, dislikers, I'll say, because haters is a strong word, but dislikers, you know, I think, I think there's more ammunition right here for you. Montas is not a guy that you trust. And Montas at this point is probably not a guy that you'll even see in the postseason all that much. So that's for starters. But you have a six-game lead. You're fine. I don't think there's any reason for huge concern if you're the Yankees. Now, you have a set coming up against Toronto. But again, six-game lead with less than three weeks to play, I, I, think, I think you are absolutely fine. Is last night's loss a, a, is any loss a good loss? No. Is last night's loss a good loss? It's a terrible loss. It's a bad loss. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's that big a deal. I really don't. You're not going to see Matas in the postseason. And I mentioned this earlier, the two things that give me hesitation and pause, and I think this is fair, are what's going to be with IKF. Is he going to be my shortstop in the postseason? I imagine he will be, unless you go with Peraza. I I imagine he will be, and I I don't love him at shortstop. And Clay Holmes, as my closer, when Chapman comes back, which sounds like we're very close to that, when Chapman comes back, does he slowly morph back into that closer's role? But as far as the loss last night, and I get it, you're up 5 nothing. I don't think it's that huge of a deal. And you know if I found it to be, I would say it. But I don't. So that's the Yankees. And then you have the Mets, and, and they've won two in a row. And, and I've said this, and Rick and I have said this, anything less than a sweep in this series against Pittsburgh is a failure, especially on the heels of getting swept at home by Chicago. So you are by the skin of your teeth hanging on to this one-game lead. And Vogel back with another big home run last night. Mets had, and you know, this has happened a lot lately where the Mets have had golden opportunities to blow teams out 
Like, ba- up 4-1, bases loaded, nobody out, and they get another run, or they don't get another run at all. And you, and you look and you're like, oh, man, this is really, really frustrating. But bottom line is this. They win again. Now it's Bassett and DeGrom on the mound for today and tomorrow. Right? Win these two games. You hope that Philadelphia, that needs to win games, can win one of two which would be one of three because they lost last night in Atlanta. And by the time you finish this weekend, you have a two-game lead. Because then you go to Milwaukee, to Oakland, and then you're down to the final little nubs of the season. But, you know, the Mets, it's going to be a lot of stress for the remainder of this thing. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And as a Mets fan, I don't think you'd expect anything differently. But the Mets, and and hopefully they're past it, and hopefully Marte is, is not far from coming back into this lineup. The Mets had that week plus of what the hell is going on here? And and you'd hope that that doesn't cost them. You lose two out of three at home to Washington. You lose a game in Pittsburgh. You lose a game in Miami. And the one that I think, if things don't hold up for the Mets, will be the one you circle and say, what in the world was three games at home against the Cubs with DeGrom on the mound in the second game, and you get swept. They scored, what, six runs in three games? Six runs in three games against the Cubs? I couldn't even, I didn't remember the guy's name who started the first game, and then it was somebody by the name of Sampson, and then it went, I guess he's fine, but he's not the greatest, Drew Smiley, and you scored six runs in three games? That will be the series. That, um, uh, that'll be the series that you look back on and say, that's when it, it fell apart. If, in fact, it does. Because I stand by it. They need to win this division. They have to. There is no two ways about it. You can't, you can't get a wild card, and now you got a three-game set against, you know, I don't know, the Padres, the Phillies. You don't want any part of that. And then to the Dodgers, and then to the Braves. No, thank you. You don't want any part of that. So they have to figure out a way. And you can see how important it is because they brought Diaz in for a five-out save. And another thing, and I, and I am all business when it comes to sports, and you know that about me. Like, I love my teams. Put your head down. Shut up. Take care of business. But all of a sudden, there's this whole, you know, groundswell of this Timmy Trumpets. It's just you do that at the parade. You don't do that now. Why? why? Re- really, why? why is it such a big deal? That you have a little bit of fun, like uh, you, you, you sprinkle in a dash of fun as you're on your way into a phenomenal race down the final two and a half weeks of the season. Why? I can't. I mean, Mariano Rivera played a song when he came out. So you had the guy playing a song one night. And he went out there and pitched great. And now it's like, what are they? What are they doing? Same old Mets. Stop it. Stop yourself. It's a ridiculous take. It's not a big deal. You are allowed to have fun as you try to capture the goal ahead. So stop it. And today's New York Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Uh, the oblique, again, we know is an issue with Max Scherzer, but he pitched the other night in Syracuse, three and two-thirds innings, pitched really well. And if all goes well, we'll start uh, in Milwaukee, I believe, on Monday night. So you'll get DeGrom Sunday. This is what you're going to get. Bassett today. DeGrom Sunday, Scherzer Monday, if all holds. And that would be great news, great news for the Mets. And that's the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine 
and sports medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. 1-800-919-3776. We're leading baseball because people were going football soon. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you on a spicy Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Time now for some Diamond Notes brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. Now, my new guys, and again, I'm still in the market for a guy, and and Joe Leo, you did nothing to separate yourself from the masses last week. You were admittedly horrendous on the show, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, admittedly, like you told Dave, I, I will be better this week. I was awful last week. I apologize to you after uh, yesterday or last week's show. And I, and I accept your apology, and I imagine and hope to God that you will be a better version of yourself this week as you were uh, not great last week, right? Yes. Okay. But you, you have you, – and, and Harvey is I, – I don't even want him as my guy. Like, you have a chance. Harvey, with just the word – I mean, this idea of the stress for Harvey is all surrounding Red Bulls NYCFC this morning when you have two teams in, in heated – Heated races to get to the postseason for the baseball, and the Jets play tomorrow, and the Giants play tomorrow in week two of the season, and he's stressed out about the Red Bulls and NYCFC. That's I mean, right. Come on, yeah. Uh, what? What? An, what? A, I mean, Joe Leo, come on. Is that not a horrendous take from Harvey? I don't agree with it. He's a soccer guy. All good. Soccer's not my thing. I, I get it. I compared it to you know if you know a lot about hockey and. A lot of people aren't hockey guys, so it's the same sort of thing. They, they jump on it. They think it's the best thing in the world. To me, I like hockey. It's okay. I, I don't mind soccer. Oh, I love hockey. But I, but let's not compare the MLS to hockey, firstly. And secondly, and it's not a knock on the MLS. It's, well, no, we have all, no. Well, we have all right. this going sure? on. Are we well, sure we have, it's not a knock on the MLS? It, it's not. It's not. And we, we have all this going on. This I, I have the Giants are on. The, I mean, have a real chance to go 2-0, and oh, and you're telling me your stress level is up because the Red Bulls are playing NYCFC? Look. I was there the last time they played earlier this year in July, and they lost at home. Now, they give away their striker for no reason. And this MLS talk brought to you by Harvey Cruz and Dave Rothenberg. Um, uh, don't, don't, don't encapsulate me in your MLS talk. Well, you brought it up as a horrible take. I mean, what are you expecting? I mean, the both, the both of you, it's like you're competing for the worst take. And then I get this lunatic Joe Leo who's like, well, you know what? This, this whole Timmy Trumpets thing, is, it's awful. I mean, you couldn't be more turned off by Timmy Trumpets. Why? And you know what? You're a Yankees fan. Let me ask you this. Did, did when, when, when Mariano came out of the bullpen, did they always play Enter Sandman by Metallica? Yes, they did. Did the Yankees have Metallica go to the stadium and play Enter Sandman for Mariano Rivera? Yes, they did. So I don't understand why the Mets are not allowed to do this. Because when the Yankees did it, they did it before the game. Oh, my God. <clears throat> when the do it, it's to conf- – and, you know, I, I'm a Mets it's apologist a such, such because a my take. girlfriend is a Mets fan. I have th- not tens of other Mets fans in my life that have been on me all year, and they, they've been insufferable with Timmy Trumpet all year. It's actually – it's rewarding. Because what, what does that mean? It's rewarding. Because, I mean, the Mets have, lo- have lost at every turn, and they were winning this year, and then just when you think they're getting over the hump, 
you have Timmy Trumpet perform during the game, not before. Now, let, let me ask after. you this, Captain Genius here, Joe Leo. When Timmy Trumpet played during that game against the Dodgers, I believe, d- did Diaz go out there and soil himself and th- throw a third of an inning and get hammered? No, he didn't. What What happened? What was the result? It was a one-two-three inning, and you got the oh! win. Oh, a one-two-three inning against the best team in baseball, and he shut them down, and you got the win. So now you're telling me that you're you really truly believe the Mets got swept by the Cubs because weeks prior to that, Timmy Trumpet went out there and and played live before the game. It's bad karma with the baseball oh my gods. God. I mean, you're all Gross is wrong, Legrec is wrong, and 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 Jerry Seinfeld all wrong, so wrong. You can't as you're on this journey, you can't have an a, a, just an iota of fun. You're not allowed to do that. The Yankees have iotas of fun in the clubhouse with their boombox, but they don't do it during the game. They do it after wins. If oh Timmy God. Trumpet came on and did a whole live performance in a concert after Timmy Trumpet comes in, or after Diaz comes in. There was a one, two, three inning against the Dodgers. Fine. Have all the fun you want. The stadium would have probably went to the atmosphere. So your issue is that they played it as he was on his way yes. out to the mound. Yes, that's my and issue. And then had a great outing. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It, I, I am the fan. Like I, I there honestly, and I think you guys would agree with this. There is no bigger fan out there than me. I love sports. I take it more seriously than I should. Right? I mean, Ben has four baseball games this weekend. Two this afternoon. I will leave the show. I will take him there. I will sit there for six hours. Right? Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. I will be there. I, he's got to be there at 8. We will leave the house at 7.30. I will be there from 9 a.m. From 7.30, 7.45, up until 12.30. At which point I will say, good luck the rest of the game. And I am on my way home to watch the NFL. I mean, nobody loves sports more than me, and I think you guys that listen to me know that. This idea that you can't have uh, just a little bit of fun, just a a nanosecond, like just a moment of fun as you're in an intense pennant race is beyond me of why you can't do it. And I'm not attacking Joe per se. Everyone that has this take I think is such a bad, bad take. 1-800-919-3700. Seven six, and that's Diamond Notes brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every single budget at any of their six area locations. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The two, the two of you guys are just really un, absolutely unbelievable. So Mets with a good win last night, a dicey win, a stressful win. Because that's what they are right now. And, and even though they're winning games, even though they're winning games, doesn't it kind of feel like the Mets aren't playing very good baseball? Like, they, they beat the Pirates the other night, fine, but they left so many guys on base. And last night's game, which, I mean, Walker was great. And then I think it was Keith Hernandez said, you know, you don't want to allow the two-run home run. O'Neill Cruz hits a bomb, 430 feet, two-run home run. And all, now all of a sudden you're staring at a, at a 4-3 game. And Diaz on the last batter of the game to the warning track. Jeff McNeil with a great play earlier up against the wall. I don't think that would have been a home run, but up against the wall. And the Mets get out of Dodge with a 4-3 victory. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It, just, it felt differently a month ago where the Mets, they, they hammered these teams and it was not all that competitive and you felt so good about it. I, I, it feels to me, and I don't know if you guys would agree, it feels to me 
like the Mets are clinging to this one-game lead. And then the Braves, who actually had lost four out of six heading into the game last night, are home, trailed 2-1 into the eighth and put up a a six-spot in the uh, eighth and comfortably then hammered the Phillies, who need these games, who need these games. So that's where we are. We sit here, Mets with a one-game lead, tied in the loss column, got to win these next two. Hopefully Philly wins one, and you take a two-game lead uh, on the road to Milwaukee and then Oakland and the Yankees. You can be upset about the loss. You can be upset about Clay Holmes and Kiner Falefa. This idea that Montas not pitching well has any impact, why? Why? Are you going to see him in a big spot in the postseason? No. Looks like Severino's on the verge of being back, so it's going to be Cole. It's going to be Cortez. It's going to be Severino. Now, if you told me they had a little bit of worry, right? If you told me they had a little bit of worry about Garrett Cole in the postseason, I think that's legitimate. I do. Because he's the guy that you're banking on that has to be great in the playoffs for the Yankees to have any chance to do what they want to do. But Montas? Why? You're not going to be pitching in important moments. And, and then the other thing is Holmes. Is Holmes a guy that ninth inning, tie game, ninth inning, one-run game, I truly, truly trust to lock it down? The answer is I don't think so. 1-800-919-3776. So Mets and Yankees right there for you on the table. Jets and Giants, we'll get to that in just a moment as well. 1-800-919-3776. A very busy, very action-packed Saturday of a football weekend. Week two in the NFL right here uh, 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN, as we roll along on a Saturday morning. Um, setting the menu for you. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. Stump Rothenberg, 1030. 1115, we'll do a football frenzy. And Joe Leo, uh, so far today, has already been better than he was last week. So we're pleased about that. Let's get to some of your calls. 1 800 919 37 uh, seven six. Colin in Rockaway. Colin, good morning. Lead us off. You, my friend, are on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on, Colin? Hey, I just wanted to, uh, I guess, comment about the the whole Timmy Trumpet thing. I mean, I I saw that 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 popped on the other day, and I I can't believe anyone is in in unanimous favor of what Timmy Trumpet did. That was the most exciting thing I've seen. It's in fun, baseball. right? Like it's fun. Like it's if fun. you went to the game, if you went to the game with your kids, you would not be thrilled. Like, isn't that what baseball is trying to do? Not be be this old, stodgy, boring, bland game. Exactly. Red Sox play Sweet Caroline. Why can't the Mets play Timmy Trumpet? Because right? people don't like Colin. Because people don't like it. Because it it's touching the money. I I don't know why. Uh-huh. And thanks to the and thanks to the call. I don't. I don't. For the life of me, I have no idea why. No idea why. But but it's it's touching the money and you just don't do it like other oh, sweet Caroline fine. Right, Enter Sandman fine. Timmy Trumpet no you can't you can't do that. I could even understand if when he was there and he played Edwin Diaz ran to the mound through two thirds of an innings 
three runs, got hammered, and the, the game fell apart. He was great. He went out there, boom, 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 game over, good night. Hope you don't have too much traffic on your way home. And yet the conversation now is oh, it's just a, it's such a bad look. You're touching the money. How are you touching the, you don't do it every game. It was it was it was he was there. You didn't win, right? It wasn't an opportunity to, to use him. Next night you use him. It's it's fun. It's electric. And you have people freaking out. Why I don't understand for the life of me why. It's fun. God forbid your team, your fan base, anybody have any personality. What do they want us to be? The communist Russia from nineteen eighty three? It makes no sense to me. 1-800-919-3776. And I, I, I pride myself on being a, a really good, like, intense fan all the time. But you're, you're allowed to have some fun along the way. I thought, this is my guy. Uh, this, this is just, I mean, and the voice on this guy. Wait till you hear this. Marv in the Bronx. Marv, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Dave, you're the only guy I would stop and call. I'm on my way to the um, Howard Morehouse SBCU, uh, HSBCU game at MetLife Stadium. But I said I cannot start my day without talking to my man, DR. Of course not. I think that goes But I got to call you out, though, man. I have to call you out. I've been waiting a week for this. Uh-oh. All right? Uh-huh. Um, how did you feel when Saquon, who's my favorite giant, ran for the, took the, took off on that long run? Because I, I a thought Saquon. Weeks before, I, hang on, Marv. You asked me. A question. I thought Saquon was awesome in that game. Phenomenal in that game. Well, you weren't saying that a couple of weeks ago. What do you mean? You said that um, this is a questionable draft pick. Well, maybe I'm. No, 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 Marv, Marv, Marv. Both things can be true. I can sit here and tell you that Saquon was awesome in that game, and I think he's going to have a big season. And still stand by the fact that I think taking a running back second overall in the draft is a mind-numbingly stupid thing to do. Okay, but you know what? Uh, I'm not saying I'm. I know I'm. I'm, I'm forecasting this, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. One day when he puts on one of those jackets in Canton, uh, uh, we're going to look back and say it was a good choice. No, and Marv, there, there's ex- no, there, there, no. I just I don't see how that's possible. This is his fourth year. Now you're going to have to pay him. You could have had Josh Allen. So how in the world could you possibly sit here and tell me that Saquon, you could have moved down and stockpiled picks and had, I mean, change your offensive line, change the entire fortune of the franchise. So how can, and I, and I think, and this was never a knock on Saquon Barkley. He's awesome. When he's healthy, he's one of the elite running backs in the world. It just, it, it will never make sense to me, Marv. Why you would take I, I, a running back second? I, I, I can I can go along with that, but I um, just believe in the guy, and I believed in him, and I was excited. Yo, you don't know how I was screaming when they when they got that two point conversion, all right? And I thought about you immediately. You're in my head all the time, all right? One, I'm not gonna you know my, I'm not gonna go any deep into criticism because I get tremendous pleasure out of talking to you uh, because you're your uh, football acumen, and uh, you may have my man. I appreciate you, Marv. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football today at MetLife, and uh, hopefully, knock on wood, the Giants can somehow make it to 2-0. and And that's the thing. Like, without being overly crazed and, and a lunatic, when you look at the Giants and you look at their next three games, I'm like, 
Is Carolina a winnable game? It's a winnable game. Is Dallas on Monday night with no Dak Prescott a winnable game? Yes, that's a winnable game. Is Chicago at home a game you can win? Is it winnable? Yes. So I, I don't expect 4-0, but could could the Giants get to 3-1 and realistically? Yeah, I think they could. And you know what? Being where you've been to being here now is a, is a far cry and a very different feeling. 1-800-919-3776. But Jim in Madison wants to pour a little bit of cold water on the New York football giants. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. And I will say that it is a pleasure to talk to you again. You make my uh, week listening to a Giants fan like you. It's, you know, I, I can't help but miss it. So it's a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you. I appreciate the call and the kind words. Um, I'm not, I don't want to pour cold water on it, per se. Maybe lukewarm water. Because, you know, when I was watching that game, after the first half, I was ready to write them off for the season. Yep. This garbage all over again. And then, yeah, I got excited, and it was fun to win a game like that for the first time in a million years. And, but everybody who's talking about the Giants are the real deal, maybe they can make a run, they're the best team in the division. Oh, I agree with you on that, Jim. Let's slow down on oh, that. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that. But, but it, was a, it was a terrific win. It was a fun game. You know, they, they went for it, which is nice and something they haven't done. Your, your best player was phenomenal. You know you've got two legitimate defensive ends, if not this week, close to their return. And you yep. have a new coach and a new GM, and you're excited by that. So do I look at this team and say, this is going to be a 10-win team and look out Philadelphia and playoffs, here we come? No. But did they at least get me to week two being very excited? Yes. Yes, and, and I think you're a real Giants fan because you're not jumping on the we're a great team yet. Look, well, no, I just, Jim, I think the opposite. The Cowboys, I don't think they're a great team by any stretch. I think they're the furthest thing from a great team. But I think that was <laughs> it was entertaining and it was fun. And, and I've missed that was, for a long it was, time. It was fun. It was exciting. You saw some new stuff. Like when they, when they, when they got that two-point conversion and everyone run, ran off the field and hugging the coach and everything, I was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. It was fun to see. And I, can't, I, I hope – that we see a few more of them, especially against Dallas in two weeks. That yeah, would be that, a lot that, of fun. That would be great. And thanks for the call, Jim. I mean, that, I, I need to win that game desperately. Desperately. I mean, every game I feel like I need to win, especially the winnable games. Like, you know what the nice thing is? So, so after Chicago, I think it's then Green Bay in England on a Sunday morning at 930. If the Giants lose that game, you're not going to be heartbroken. You're not going to be beside yourself. And then they play the Ravens. And it's the same thing with that, right? Like, you don't look at either of those two games if the Giants were to lose them and say, ah, I can't believe this. It's falling apart. They stink. This is awful. No. If they compete in those games, like if the Giants go to England and lose to the Packers 27-17, and it's a competitive game for three quarters, I think you'd feel good about it. No one, no one, unless you're just foolish, has the expectation that the Giants are going to do anything real this season. But just keep us entertained. You know, like the Jets last season, it was just can can you at least keep us I in intrigued for the duration or for the good part of the season? And the answer was no, they couldn't. Can the Giants do it this year, who are in a very similar position uh, to the Jets from last year? I don't know. Let let's see. Week one so far, so good. Uh, Yov in Israel. Good morning, Yov. On a Saturday, I get the pleasure of talking to you. How are you, buddy? 
I'm fine, Dave, but I got to be honest, I'm a little bit upset with you because oh. you just talked about the fact that the Giants going to England, England and lose that game like you forget. I, I'm going to that game. And well, I, yo, I'm not saying I want the Giants to lose that game, and I'm thrilled that you're going, and I'm like, thrilled you're going like to represent Giants Nation. Yo, yo, if you expect, you expect to go to England and beat the Packers? Yes. Wow. Yes, if I wouldn't expect it to happen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy the ticket. I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers is holding is the, is, is the aging holding quarterback. I think the defense is not as good as it's been because they lost uh, that guy to Minnesota, Zaria Gray, I think, and their offensive line is 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 Morris by injury right now. I mean, they're not a very good team. And if you think we can get to four and zero. Why we can't beat Green Bay in England when I'm there? Well, listen, you know, it's not a knock on you. You know I love you. But, I mean, realistically, I can't look and say and, – and this idea, by the way, yo, that Green Bay is past it and they've seen better days. Uh, they, they lost a game at Minnesota. At Minnesota, exactly right. At Minnesota, is Minnesota a good team? I think like, I actually, Kirk I think Minnesota is a pretty good team this year, yeah. And, and really? last I mean, year, and, and yo, last year. Last year, when the Packers took the field week one and got hammered, was everyone having the same conversation of this This is over? Yeah, but, but, but I think it's different because they don't got Devontae De- De- Adams, and that's a big lose, Dave. I mean, it's, it all is, is you're you're right. Aaron Rodgers' throw at Minnesota it it's was a big for Devontae Adams. It's a big loss, and thanks for the call. But before you freak out, and say the Packers are in trouble or it's falling apart. Can we watch them play a second game? Can we watch them play a home game? Yeah, I'll, I'll stand by it. Then you and, and see, Yov has made the mistake. He sits here and he says, I mean, if the Giants can be 4-0, who said the Giants can be 4-0? That's a pipe dream right now. That's not realistic right now. The odds of them being Carolina, Dallas, Chicago, back-to-back-to-back to back to back are, are not great. Now, if they get there and if, Ojolari comes back and, and Thibodeau, you know, makes his debut and things get better and they're moving and the offensive line gel. Like, yes, your opinion changes, but right now, having seen what you've seen, to think you're going to go on a neutral field and beat Green Bay feels crazy to me. I mean, who, who is your second corner right now? Flot? Holmes? Darnay Holmes is, uh, I mean, at, at best, okay. At best, you don't have a guy who people didn't like in the first place. Like, when you watch the preseason, Aaron Robinson's like, oh, God, he's a major problem. And now you don't have him. It's like, oh, how will we get by without Aaron Robinson? So the guy that you worried about was a weak point on the team, is not there, and now you're upset that you don't have that. So you replace a weak point with what? 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-3776. I guess we've more from baseball to football. The Jets and the Giants conversation continues next right here. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you on 9870 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. We roll along. Giants-Jets conversation. Uh, I, I don't understand. I, I said it the other day. I, I feel as strong or stronger about it now 
I don't understand what Robert Sala is doing. Um, and I don't mean as, as the head coach. I don't understand why you would go on the K show and say that, firstly, to say this was such an awful team when you took it over. Like when Joe Douglas took this thing over, it was, it was I mean, it was beyond an expansion team. Weren't they a seven-win team when Joe Douglas took it over? That, those are some very strong statements. And then to come out and say, no, I'm taking receipts on, on everybody that says anything now. And, and whether he means the media or the fans or whoever, sh- I mean, shame on you. I mean, who you've been here for 10 minutes. Jets fans have been around forever. And you'll be long gone from this organization. And the fan base will still support them and go and love them and watch them and, and you know, tailgate and, and bring up the next generation and the whole thing. And you sit here saying you know, to the effect of, well, it's, you know, I'm taking receipts on who? We, we take receipts on you. You don't take receipts on us. You know, go out there and beat Cleveland. Really? I mean, you want, you want to shut people up? You want to stop the negative conversation surrounding the Jets? You're 4-14 and 14 since you've been head coach here. You want, you want to get people to just shut their mouths? Go win the game. You go out there and beat Cleveland, and I promise you, not a word. And that would not be a shock the world moment. Again, the Giants were what? Were, were six-point underdogs at Tennessee, and they went out there, and they won. And you hear the excitement, even maybe too much so, in the Giants fan this week. You know what? Cleveland, they're, they're, they're a pretty good football team. They're not a juggernaut. They got fortunate to win in Carolina last week. Go win the game. Go win the game. Can you? I don't know. But go win the game. Because if you do, now, now you don't need to show that you have receipts. Now you get respect. Now people look at you differently. That's all it takes. It's a hard city, man. You lose here, people, you will get chewed up and spit out. You win here, and you're a conquering hero. But everyone gets booed. Everyone gets yelled at. I look at Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton come out and say, I'm taking receipts of everyone who boos. No. The guy was booed on opening day, which was embarrassing for the Yankees fan. Julius Randle, booed. Did he handle it well? No. Don't you see what happens when you try to go toe-to-toe with, with this town, with this fan base, with these fans? You will lose every single time. So just be quiet. Go about your business. Devise a game plan where you can slow down the rushing attack. I mean, you're the defensive mind of this team. Devise a game plan where you can slow down you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and take care of business and win the game. Or at least compete down to the end of the fourth quarter. Like, make it a competitive game. If you win it, all the, all the more better. Right? At least people have hope for a week, and we won, and, 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 and Wilson's going to come back. Don't go out there and get shredded like you did against Baltimore. Go out there and compete. Ira in Staten Island. Ira, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, Dave, and you said it perfectly. But you know what? I do have to disagree with you with one thing. Okay. I'm not looking to com- I'm not looking to compete this week. You know, you look at the schedule. This is one of the games where they have a you know a reasonable chance to win this game. You got to go out there, and especially after all the comments this week, you got to put your foot down. You got to find a way. I don't care what it takes, whether it's special teams, offense, defense, to take all three of them. You have to win this game. I don't care if it's three to two. I don't care if it's thirty-five to thirty-four. So Jets cannot... don't win this game. Jets lose this game, twenty-seven twenty-four. Game-winning field goal by the Browns with eight seconds left. And Monday morning, you're very upset, Ira. Absolutely, really. Because, because, especially after what happened this week, because you you put a big bullseye on what's going on. 
you know, if if everything was quiet this week, if nobody said anything and just went about your business, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But after, you know, not playing a quarter, the last two quarters last week, the defense, you know, they gave up a couple of big plays. They did stop the run. But offensively, you kind of look like an NFL team this week offensively. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know the numbers, but th- those numbers were padded because. The, oh, the I mean, come on! I mean, Joe, you're right. You couldn't be more right. I mean, Flacco, it was it was garbage time in the third quarter of that game. Absolutely, they traded yards for clock. You know that. But but at the end of the day, here the Browns are one dimensional, and you know what? Maybe the Jets are one dimensional with the offensive line and Flacco at quarterback. You know, but you got to find a way. Go out and win this game because if they come home 0-2, I hate to say this, 0-2 could very easily become 0-4, 0-6 quickly. Well, that would be a disaster, and thanks for the call, Ira. I mean, you, you can't have that. And you look at the upcoming schedule. I mean, it's it's not easy. And and I and when the schedule came out, your thought was, yeah, they can win a game at Cleveland. They're not, not going to have Deshaun Watson, so why can't we win that game? And, and the prevailing thought was we can go into Pittsburgh and win that game. Good luck with that. You still look at that, and we're, we're going to beat Pittsburgh. And I, I tried to say Pittsburgh is—I mean, th- Pittsburgh is a really good team. Now they're not great, but they're well coached and they're physical and they're tough, and uh, they get pressure on the quarterback. You see what they did to Joe Burrow last week? Almost killed him. So where's the win come? And listen, I—I don't—I wouldn't pick the Jets to win this game. But if you don't win this game, and I know what you're going to have next week. Well, last year we beat Cincinnati. Okay, maybe maybe you beat them again. I'd say it's unlikely. Maybe you do. And then you go to Pittsburgh. I, I don't love that for a win. And then you're home to Miami. And then you're at the Packers. And then you're at the Broncos. And then the Patriots. Maybe that's your win. But you can't wait till Halloween to get a win. Like, where are the, where are the wins coming from? You can't. Th- this league, unlike any other sport, any other league, it goes quick. Like, you're 0-1, then you're 0-4. Then you're 1-7. And, and all of a sudden, you're the expansion team. That looks like the expansion team, right? And and same thing on the flip side. You steal a win in Tennessee, and now maybe you win a game you can win at home, and then you start to spiral in a good way. But I, I, I Iris take of you got to win this game tomorrow. I mean that's that's a tall order, and I agree the Browns are not great, but uh, neither are the Jets. Uh, I mean, and all the things that go against you are they one dimensional? Yeah, they're one dimensional ish. But that dimension is is better than any dimension you guys have. I mean, their their running game is elite. So can you slow down Chubb and Hunt? And if you can, can you can you completely shut down Jacoby Brissett? And I'm terrified to think what Miles Garrett's going to do. So your defense has to come to play. I think you you have to put points up on the board. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven. Seven six. So quick break. More Jets, more Giants. We'll go around the NFL at some point today as well. Stump Rothenberg at 10.30. Uh, we will do a uh, football frenzy at 11.15. This is a good, solid sports talk radio day with me and you right here on uh, 98.7 ESPN.